The following is a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society. If you are a disciple of, follower of, or believer in Christ, do these terms all mean the same thing? Did Jesus ever invite people to follow him who were not believers? We've got some answers and thoughts about this on today's edition of Grace in Focus. This is the radio broadcast and podcast ministry of the Grace Evangelical Society. We thank you for joining us today, and you can find out more about us by going to our website. It is faithalone.org. We want to especially invite you to come to our national conference, 2024, May the 20th through the 23rd at Camp Copus in North Texas. Find out more information and get registered at our website, faithalone.org. Now with today's question and answer discussion, here are Bob Wilkin and Ken Yates. We got a great question from GC. GC, okay. GC, and he is combining two well-known passages of Scripture in the okay. New Testament. What are One those? is the woman at the well, and the other John one, chapter four, and the other is in the Gospel of Mark. It's in Mark chapter two when Jesus calls. Levi to follow him. And Levi is not a pair of jeans, that's Matthew. Matthew, the tax gatherer. So Jesus call of Matthew, and he wants to put these two together? Well, this question, he goes, I know that Jesus did not mention repentance to the woman at the well. Right. And she got eternal life. Right. Okay. But GC says, it seems like he's asking Levi to do a work, because here's Levi, as we all know, he's he's making big bucks. Right, he's yanking in that money as a tax gatherer, and Jesus comes and says, Follow me. This is in Mark chapter two, verse fourteen. And it says that he arose and followed him. The parallel account says he left everything. And so maybe that's what G C has in mind as well. And so what he's saying here is it seems like this is G C that Jesus is saying you have to clean up your life in order to be saved. You know, follow me. And so Levi makes this huge cost. And I think maybe GC is saying, I know that's not right, but how do we explain it? Exactly. And by the way, isn't that the way a lordship salvation person would understand this call that how do we know Levi was saved? Because he gave up everything. He was willing to make him Lord. And so he... He left his riches and just left everything. Okay, let me make this a broader question and say, did Jesus ask unbelievers to follow him? Okay, did he ever say to an unbeliever, you come follow me? I think the case that comes right to my mind is Judas, right? He was an unbeliever and he was invited to follow Jesus and he accepted the invitation. Right. And in John 6, verse 64... Jesus says, some of you do not believe. But they are called disciples, right? Yeah, some of his disciples. And it says many of his disciples left him that day. And some of those who left were people who had never believed. Some of those were people who had believed and left. But the point is, they had accepted the call of discipleship. So there is no doubt that Jesus invited people to follow him who were unbelievers, with Judas as the prime example, but some of the rest of the 70 who followed him, or maybe the 120, whatever number we're talking about, some of those were unbelievers. Now, to give you an idea of something that another famous tax collector, Zacchaeus, in Luke chapter 19, 
And, you know, we call him wee little Zacchaeus in the song. Wee little was, man. Zacchaeus was a wee little man. man. A wee little man was he. He, <laughs> he climbed up in a sycamore tree. Because <laughs> the Lord he wanted to see. Because the Lord he wanted to see. And so he sees Jesus. He comes down. Jesus says, I need to be with you today. He goes in the house. He received Jesus gladly, which implies that at some point during this conversation, he comes to faith. And then he says, I'm going to give up half of what I own. And if I've defrauded anybody, I'm going to give them what I think he said four times. Four times. Right. And so Jesus says today salvation has come to his house for he, too, is a son of Abraham. Well, he was a son of Abraham before that day, but not in the spiritual sense. In a physical sense, he was son of Abraham, but Jesus is talking about spiritually, he has become a son of Abraham by being a believer like Abraham believed. Mm-hmm. And you get something like that in John chapter 8, where they claim to be Abraham's offspring. And he said, no, if you're Abraham's offspring, you'd believe in me, but you don't believe in me. You're of your father, the devil. So was Jesus calling people to do a work when he said, follow me? Well, it seems to me the answer would be yes, because following him involved more than just listen to his teachings. At time, he sent people out to heal the sick and sometimes to preach the good news of the coming kingdom, right? Right. And and presumably, Judas was involved in healing the sick, and Judas was presumably involved in proclaiming the coming kingdom, even though Judas never was persuaded that Jesus is indeed the Messiah. Probably many, uh, or at least some of his disciples who were unbelievers who left, they too never came to faith, but yet they did some works and some things we'd call good works. And so part of the question we have is, does God expect unbelievers to do good works? And my answer would be, of course, right? Everyone's created in the image of God, and the image of God is not lost in the fall. It's marred, but it's not lost. And the reason Cornelius in Acts chapter 10, he is such a neat example is because he's a man of prayer and a man of alms before he's born again. Before he becomes a believer, right? Yeah. He's held up as an example of what other unbelievers should be like. So what we can say here is, even if, and Bob and I don't believe this, even if Levi is an unbeliever here, the call to follow him is not the same thing as believe in me. It's not the call to eternal life. There you go. That's right. Follow me. And if someone says, okay, I believe, and I'll tell you in a minute why I don't believe Levi is an unbeliever. But even if we take that position, we would say something like, okay, the Lord is telling this tax gatherer, follow me. And the Lord is thinking, I will teach him and he will believe later. Follow me and that'll open up for you to believe in me later. So the call to follow me is just, hey, follow me now and you're going to learn some things. And by the way, the same is true today. If an unbeliever wants to come to your church and learn about Christ, would you allow it or would you forbid them? Oh, I would allow it. It's coming. It'll be here before you know it. What am I talking about? The Grace Evangelical Society's National Conference 2024. It will take place May the 20th through the 23rd at Camp Copas, an absolutely beautiful campground in North Texas, right on the lake with lots of recreation, great food, a great place to stay, wonderful fellowship, and wonderful free grace Bible teaching. 
information and online registration now at faithalone.org slash events. Come and join us, faithalone.org slash events. If an unbeliever wants to come to your church, would you allow it or would you forbid them? Oh, I would allow it. You know, like if he says, hey, I'm not a believer, but I sure would like to come to your Bible study just to learn more about the Bible. You'd let him in? Yeah, everybody would say. Wouldn't they be a disciple at that point? Sure. Because yeah. a disciple is a learner. Mathetes means a learner. Right. Now, of course, in the first century, when Jesus said, follow me, he meant it literally. Literally, follow in my footsteps. I'm going to walk around Galilee. You're going to sleep where I sleep. Right? You're going to eat where I eat. You're going to go through the hardships I go through. That's why we don't find this idea of disciple in the epistles. We get the idea of following Jesus or imitating Jesus, but not the actual word disciple. It's more servant, right? Right. Like slave, right? In in Acts, we do get the word disciple Mm -hmm. a lot. It occurs a lot. But in the epistles, we don't. And uh, I think part of the reason is people are not literally following Jesus around anymore, but we are imitating him. Remember Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ, Mm -hmm. or imitate me as I imitate Christ, 1 Corinthians 11.1. And so, yeah, I would say that following him is a call to walk around with Jesus. And today, if an unbeliever wants to learn more about Jesus— Great. He can be a disciple before he becomes a believer. Right. Now, let me jump in here and say why I, and 99.999% sure Bob's going to agree with this, that Levi is a believer. Oh, yeah, I agree. And, before he's called. Right. He's he's already believed. But first of all, let's just think logically. Yes, it's possible that Levi is this well-to-do guy, if he's a tax rather making, and well, we know he makes good money. Right. You know, and it's not like he's never heard of Jesus before. <laughs> you know, he's just sitting at, a, at his table, making lots of money, and this guy he doesn't know, never heard before, says, hey, follow me, and he leaves everything and follows him. No. No. He's heard him before, and we would say he believes, and now why would we say that? Well, there's a couple reasons why. Number one, logically, I'm not going to follow a guy unless I believe him. I'm not going to give up, although it's possible. An unbeliever could do that. Okay, I've heard him speak. I really like the way he speaks. I want to learn more about this guy. But it's harder when you're a very rich person like like Matthew. This man gives up everything, as we know from the parallels and the synoptics. He gave up a lot of money to follow him. Okay? The other thing is the Gospel of Mark is written to believers. It's written about discipleship of the believer and the cost of discipleship. And if someone like Levi is a believer, then this is a great illustration. Here is a guy who is willing to give up everything he has to follow in Christ's footsteps. So if you're going to write a book telling believers to be disciples, Levi's a great example. The other thing I would say about this is if you notice something, when it talks about him, he says, follow me. This is in verse 14. And then it says, he arose and followed him. Now, go back to chapter 1 when Jesus calls Simon and Andrew. This is in verse 16. Jesus said to them, this is in verse 17 of chapter 1, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Now, were they believers or unbelievers? We know they were believers from John 1. These guys are believers. They left their nets and what? They followed followed him. Same words. Levi is parallel to these fishermen. And we know that the fishermen were believers. And what do they do? They leave these lucrative fishing jobs and follow him. And that's what Levi does. 
Same word. Follow me. And so I think in chapter one, we got the examples of these guys who are believers, who follow Christ in discipleship, leaving valuables behind. And the same thing with Levi. Levi adds a little bit more to the story because Levi was a despised tax gatherer. And the lesson is not only can anyone be a believer, anyone can be a disciple. Yeah, that's good. So to answer this question, no, the Lord is not telling Levi he has to clean up his life in order to receive eternal life. Right. But on the broader scale, Jesus did invite unbelievers to follow him. Right. And it's not inappropriate for us today to challenge unbelievers to follow Christ. Study his word, yeah. Well, let's say your children don't yet believe. Aren't you going to teach them to obey the Lord? Sure. Even though they're not yet born again, they don't yet get it, but you're teaching them to follow the principles of the Bible. Well, thank you for this question. It was a good one. And remember, keep keep grace in focus. We invite you to check out our Monday, Wednesday, and Friday five-minute YouTube videos at YouTube Grace Evangelical Society. You will love the content and learn a lot. Maybe you've got a question or comment or feedback. If so, please send us a message. Here's our email address. It's radio at faithalone.org. That's radio at faithalone.org. Please make sure your question is as succinct and clear as possible. That would be a great big help. On our next episode, we'll be answering three different questions. One of them, how should we treat others who hold to a false gospel? Please join us for that. And until then, let's keep grace in focus. The preceding has been a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society.